Welcome to the Biology of Trauma podcast, the show that provides professionals with the knowledge and tools for effective science-based solutions for the trauma healing journey. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and I've done the hard work so you can stop your endless searching, have a roadmap for your own work, and be able to help others more powerfully. Welcome to this episode of the Biology of Trauma podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and this is part two, our second episode with Alex Howard. I am very excited to share this episode with you specifically because we are boiling everything down to the basics today. Going back to the basics, we will be answering one question. Where do we begin with stored trauma? I could say so much more about just that. Where do we begin with stored trauma? Why is there a very specific place where we need to begin with stored trauma? But for now, let's just jump into the episode. This podcast has two sections. In part one, Alex and I will be sharing about where to begin with stored trauma. And then in part two, I want to share with you the story of Margaret, who through her story, you will see it played out where she needed to begin with her stored trauma. After trying a bunch of different things, which helped some, helped a little bit, she finally found the missing piece and really was able to go back to the basics and start with what we will talk about today, which is where do we begin with stored trauma? We've talked about the pitfalls. With your significant clinical experience, where do you start with folks? So someone comes in and there's clearly stored trauma in the body. There's probably an activated nervous system. You've got all these different kind of trainings and experiences and, and background. Where do you start? Uh, this is something that I've had to learn, Alex, because I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. I'm a science. I've got a master's in biochemistry, right? Like, I, I love, I love biology. I love understanding what's happening on a cellular level. I geek out over that stuff. And so, what I did at first was, I was like, okay, let's go into, let's go into your biology. Let's figure out all of the different imbalances, and let's figure out what is the highest priority, knowing that there's going to be a lot of things but what's the highest priority? And we start there. And sometimes we do labs, sometimes we don't need to based on the symptoms, but let's start there. And what I found was that people still got stuck or they weren't even able to follow through on their next step because they were still too much in overwhelm or they're still living so much in that stress state where it's like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. I've got to get through this first. I've got this deadline, but but I'm going to come back and I'm going to do that. And And it never changed. So this was a lesson that I had to learn clinically, and that is I need to help people get into this parasympathetic state first, and then we do the work. So I start people with stabilizing their nervous system. I start with, uh, I actually have, have the sequence that I walk them through where we first stabilize their nervous system, because again, like you say, they're coming to us and We know that just because they're a human and they've lived life on earth, they've had trauma, right? So it's there and we stabilize the system. So I go through a whole week process of of exercises where it stabilized the system. And then I move into exercises where they learn to support their system because stabilization helps them learn how to track their nervous system, how to notice which state they're in. But then I need to help them build the skills to stay (laughs) in that parasympathetic state. Otherwise, they just keep bouncing back, right? It's like, yeah, I landed here. I was good for two minutes. And now I'm back, (laughs) back in stress or overwhelm. 
So I need to bring in their tools to teach them to support their system so that we're actually addressing a lot of the reasons for this stored trauma, a lot of early childhood stuff, Alex. And I know that many people, including myself, would never have related to having childhood trauma. And yet, looking at the nervous system, these patterns would have started being wired in around that time. And so we're just looking at the level of safety versus insecurity and confusion that the system felt at that time in their life that would have been the beginning of wiring this into the system. And so we, we need to start to address those so that the nervous system can actually stay longer in parasympathetic. So that would be the second part. And then I, I go into some of this expansion and growth. It's like, okay, now that we've stabilized it, provided a container, now we're on solid ground. Now we can actually feel our feet. Now let's go into supporting the different aspects of our body that really are part of that attachment stuff. And now let's look into, all right, let's, let's grow. Let's do some expansion. Let's start to be curious about things. And that after that is when we can then start looking at some of the, the biology pieces because they've got the capacity in their nervous system to do that. What I have had to learn uh, both in myself, but, but clinically as well, is that we each have a capacity that our nervous system is at. And for everybody, it's different, Right. And that capacity, you could also use the word resilient, but capacity really is like, what is your nervous system capable of? How much stress is it capable of holding? How much responsibilities is it capable of handling without going into overwhelm? And building that capacity through this, through this stage that I walk people through helps them then have the capacity to address the biology. So I no longer usually start with the biology like I used to. I start with, all right, We've got, we've got some work to do with the nervous system first. Let's do that. And then let's move into the biology, whether that be brain inflammation, biochemical imbalances, micronutrients, autoimmune, whatever it is, mitochondria, there's so many cool things that we get to do. And I love that part. And I want to, I need to help them with their nervous system and stabilize that first. I think this, this mapping and this sequencing of intervention is so important. I know that you and I have geeked out off camera a few times <laughs> around why this is so important. It's something that for me, I notice that people that have real substance of clinical experience are the ones that get really excited about this. Because when people are just doing things theoretically, they're writing courses or they're doing kind of publications, <laughs> but they're not actually day in, day out working with, with folks and realizing that, well, all these ideas sound great. Oh, but actually it isn't working. Like, I'd love you just to speak a little bit about why that clinical feedback is so important and how we're going to come to in, in a little bit about a program you've put together, but just why that clinical experience has been so important in figuring okay. out this. Without that clinical experience, Alex, I can hurt people and I can, I can encourage them. I can be telling them to do something that would actually temporarily destabilize them and make things worse. So when we're, when we're working with the nervous system, I mean, when we're working with the body, there are principles of science that we have to follow in order to have the best results. And unless someone has been doing this clinically, how would they know that? That's not, right? that's not something that is easily gleaned from, from textbooks. And that's why in medical school, they don't just unleash you after you've been in the textbooks. <laughs> they then have you go onto the ward, work under other doctors, work under other residents, and you slowly build yourself up to then being the one leading and training other people. 
because that clinical experience is huge for knowing how to do things safely, for having this experience of, you know what, I have done this process with so many people that I've learned what are the common ways in which people get off track, what are the common problems, and how to avoid those. And so this clinical experience guides everything. It's so important. And what I what I see happening is that, especially around trauma, is that people have, have had such a narrow view of it that they haven't understood how to do it safely because they're only looking at their piece, right? So, so if, we're, if we're all looking at the elephant, it's going to look very different if you're looking at a leg versus if you're looking at the nose or if you're seeing the whole thing. When you can step back and you can see the whole biology of trauma and not just, oh, your amygdala is overactivated. Let's work on your amygdala or your adrenal glands are shot. Let's work on your adrenal glands. Like, well, no, right? No, we need to step back and be able to see the whole picture, the whole body to really then know, all right, this is what we need to do. Before we even do that, we need to stabilize your system because we're not going to be able to pull you out of adrenal fatigue if we're, we're still living in this sympathetic state or the overwhelmed state. And I know that there's been a, a question coming in around, hey, what are these three states that you're talking about? This is stuff that if you hang around you know, us long enough that you will, you will know this by heart. But just for a brief overview, there's parasympathetic, which is where you are your best self and you're going to have your best health. Rest and digest is, is a word that is used for that parasympathetic state. And then there's stress and sympathetic. And most people still uh, mistakenly include fight, flight, or freeze as all of that stress response. And that's, that's not true. That's the misunderstanding still that, that Alex and I are, are trying to correct in the world. <laughs> and that is that there's the fight or flight, which is sympathetic. And then there's this freeze response. And the freeze response is synonymous with overwhelm and trauma. So anytime that you're using overwhelm, we know that we are talking about the freeze response and trauma. Those are the three different states of the nervous system. We have to be able to see the body in light of that in order to really have the experience of knowing, all right, let, let me guide you through this process then in a way that will be safe, meeting your nervous system where it is right now at its current capacity. Because kind of going back to the, the, one of the biggest pitfalls that I see is that people start off with a capacity really small, which is natural, right? Based on what they've been through in their life, their capacity is rather small. They think it's big, but but it's actually rather small, kind of like me, right? Like here, here I was, you know, I, I'm a doctor, I'm all of this. And yet my capacity was rather quite small. I was living my life very rigid. I had to control everything. I had, you know, my coping mechanisms in order to not feel my body, right? Like my capacity to actually be in my body, to be alive, to be fully present was very small. And, and yet here I was trying to go from this capacity to this capacity, and it's like, no, that's not safe. You're going to put it back in overwhelm. There's, there's a sequential process that we have to go through to build that capacity in a safe way. I think that's so important. And thank you for, I know there were a few questions, but thank you for giving that, that piece of context. Just in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about the training. I know there's some questions that people already are asking about that. But I know one of the ways that you have helped people accelerate the path is using the principle of biohacking. And this is like, in a sense, like an elite form of, of functional medicine. But just to clarify for people, are these the same steps people use for, for high performance or how does the biohacking piece fit in this? I do. So I actually give myself daily injections, Alex. I give my, I use peptides. I use NAD. 
I use all of these really cool biohacks that the high performers are using. And I've looked at that and been like, you know what? I think I can use that for trauma recovery. <laughs> I think I can <laughs> use that for emotional work and use that to accelerate the journey. And so, yes, I take all of those biohacking methods and figure out how can I, how can I use this to help the nervous system? And it really is the same principles. And that's what, what I love about kind of the experience that you get working clinically with people over time is that you've worked with so many nervous systems. You work with so many people that you can recognize, wait a second, we're talking about the same thing. When I'm working with a high level executive, I'm still working with, you know what? Let's stabilize your nervous system. <laughs> Let's provide a containment because your capacity to be fully present is actually not there. We know that because you're starting to have some physical health conditions, you're having, you're having this. So we know, we know that there's stuff going on in your nervous system and we need to address that first. So it's actually the same process. We start with this. Now, again, the executive wants to start with biohacking. And I'm like, you know, that's not going to go very well for you. <laughs> Your system's not at that level yet. Like we have to start with this stabilization, containment, and then support, and then growth and expansion. And then we can go into biohacking. Those are the principles of the nervous system. We have to start with, with that capacity where it's at. So Dr. Amy, I know some folks are asking about, well, where can they go from here? I know Victoria yeah. says, I'm so excited to learn about how to train my nervous system. I look forward to hearing how you can teach us. And Sarah yeah. said, as a nurse health, nurse health coach with a history of all of this, so clinically and experientially working with these patients, how do I receive additional training in it? I know you've got a training that's coming up. Tell us about it. Well, yeah. So it's making me think that I've got the, I actually do train practitioners. So I have a certification course. So for people who are health coaches, people who are on the mental health side of things, and they want that ability to step back and see the big picture, this biology of trauma and know how to help the people that they serve. I do have that certification course now. And it's interesting because what, what I found again, clinically, right? Clinical experience <laughs> and clinical experience and training, training other providers. What I found, Alex, is that without being able to have a certain conversation about the nervous system, we're not able to jump into that biology piece. And that's what I tried to do at first. I tried to jump right into the biology piece and be like, all right, you guys, we're going to talk about mitochondria. We're going to talk about energy production because that is you know, trauma is an energy problem. So we're going to, we're going to go into this biology piece. And what I found, and they, they gave me feedback was like, uh, you know what, like we need, we need to actually experience and understand the, the states of the nervous system ourselves to really have this conversation and, and know this material to be able to, to help other people. So I've made the 21 day journey, this foundational module for that certification course for practitioners. So they go through the three-week course, the 21-day journey, learning about the three states of their nervous system, learning how to recognize, track their own system, really become really masters at understanding their, their nervous system and their body in that way. It's, it's so cool. It's so cool to see that, you know, like light bulbs going on every single day as they're going through these exercises and be like, I had no idea. I had an acupuncture colleague. She's actually a trained MD as well. I want to say that her background is emergency medicine, but she's uh, since moved more into, into natural stuff and is now an ac acupuncturist as well. She took my course and she was giving me these messages, sending me these messages saying, I had no idea. Even as a doctor, I had no idea. I was so disconnected from my body and I do acupuncture. 
And so it's it's this uh, amazing experience to be able to be guided through, all right, let me learn about my nervous system and let me have the tools to be able to shift it. So I've made this the foundational module for my practitioner certification course so that they can have that experience, learn about the three different states of the nervous system, and then learn how to implement that, but then be able to add this biology piece. And now we can have these conversations about, all right, what are we going to do about Lyme? What are we going to do about mitochondrial deficiencies? What are we going to do about adrenal stuff and brain inflammation and people who've had head injuries or people who've had attachment, childhood stuff? We can go off from there and that's our springboard. But this 21-day journey is, is that foundational module because it gives them that foundation and that foundational understanding and experience to have a very different conversation when we go into the trauma. And to be clear, who is this for? Is it for just practitioners or can people that are working with their own trauma also go through this training? Yeah, that's a good question. So the 21-day the journey is the course that anyone can join. So anyone who is wanting to get to know their system, wanting to have this experience of, hey, I recognize that my, you know, my, my system is, is compromised. I may recognize that I've got some stored trauma or I don't really know about this trauma piece yet, but I've got some physical health conditions and I want my nervous system to be working for me, not against me. The 21 day journey is open to everyone. For those who are professionals and practitioners and, and a really cool thing, Alex, is that we've started a, a network. We've started a community of biology of trauma-informed professionals and providers, and they're getting on a directory that we're going to be able to share with everybody uh, here and who attended the summit of, hey, if you're looking for people, here are people, here are professionals, providers who uh, watch the summit, so are at least informed about all of this and, and can be good resources for people. So that was a, that was a really cool really cool resource coming out of the summit. But for the practitioners and the providers who are interested in a certification course for the biology of trauma, being able to take the information and have the, that tools to be able to apply to the work that they do, whether they're a mental health provider or on the medical side of things, and like a nurse health coach, right? Those, that, those, are, those are many of the people that join the certification course. They would start with the 21-day journey, just like everyone else, that, that would be where, where I would recommend people start. If they are having any physical health conditions, if they want to start working with stored trauma, this is a lot of information coming out of the summit. Where do I start? Let's start with actually learning about your nervous system, having you be able to track that and shift that. That would be what I've created in the 21-day journey, that sequence to do that. So this 21-day journey that's, that's accessible for, for anyone, what are some of the outcomes that, that you've, you've seen people going through this material? It is such a transformational experience. And what I, what I wanted to create for this, and, and this has been going on for, oh my goodness, uh, we've been doing this for over six months now. And it's a very experiential process, Alex. So it's, it's, not, it's not intellectual. It is that, I mean, you are going to learn intellectually about your nervous system, but it really is like, this is a journey into your nervous system, not about your nervous system. This is a journey into your nervous system. And so some of the outcomes have been amazing, have been awesome. I want to, I want to think of highlights. I think of Shannon and her experience. And one of the highlights for me was getting uh, having her share in in the Facebook group that's associated with the group, how she had this moment that realized she realized how much this 
course, had changed her everyday life. For us, that's what we always try to do, right? Alex is, is, hey, we need to change your everyday life. This is not just once in a while. This is your everyday life. We need to help you shift. And she was standing at the grocery store and something triggered her. And usually when something triggered her, her system would just go right into that shame place, right? Like, oh my goodness, I've, I've made a fool of myself. This is so embarrassing. How could I do this, right? Go right into that shame place and that freeze and that overwhelm. And she realized, and what she shared was like, wait a second, I actually had a choice. I have done enough work with my nervous system that I had that trigger, but rather than just going into my usual reaction, my usual freeze and shame, I actually had a moment that I could decide this was the craziest thing. This has never happened before. I could choose, do I want to go down that path? Do do I feel like I want to go down that? Or do I want to use the tools that I've learned and stay parasympathetic, stay engaged, stay present, stay present with my body and be able to process these uncomfortable sensations that are coming up right now, but not have this be one more thing that, you know, puts me in the shame, affects my, you know, how I'm going to yell at my kids because, you know, now, <laughs> now they're not doing what, what I want them to do. And, and it puts me in this irritable state. So, so there's that side of things where people now are realizing, wait a second, like I actually do have tools. I actually do have the ability to guide my nervous system rather than it driving me and it, it taking me to places that I don't want it to be taking me to. So that's really, really awesome. And then there are people who have the physical health conditions, right? And maybe they've had sleep issues or maybe they've got the digestive issues. They've got inflammation and being able to start to see those shifts happen, uh, being able to sleep well. Like I actually woke up rested. I can't remember the last time that I slept that soundly. Like my body is finally able to relax. I'm not going to, I do not want to tell people that, hey, in 21 days, all of your symptoms will be gone, right? Like that is, that is not realistic. What is realistic is that you have started the process of rewiring your nervous system. And now you're going to have the tools to continue that work because you didn't get here overnight. 21 days is not going to reverse all of that, but it's going to be enough to give you the tools to know how to continue that work so that your body can continue that work and, and over time continue that repair that needs to happen in your, in your system, in your biology. My own healing journey was all about learning where to begin with stored trauma. Where do we have to begin given that trauma is in the body? It causes changes in our biology, in our physiology, it's not just in our mind. Where do we even begin? The first We need to stabilize the nervous system. That's where we start. This is what I teach people how to do in my 21-day journey that we've been mentioning. And what does it mean to stabilize the nervous system? The very first step to stabilizing a nervous system is developing a felt sense of safety. Developing a felt sense of safety in our body, meaning we create a felt sense of safety internally, not through our external environment or things that we're expecting other people to do for us, We learn how to create a felt sense of safety inside of our own body. We call that regulation. And so we learn tools to regulate our nervous system and that stabilizes the nervous system. That is where we begin. It is the very first step. According to the body's biology, no other trauma work will actually be able to be effective until we develop this felt sense of safety, until we learn how to stabilize our nervous system, and then we can bring other modalities in. It is the very first building block. And all the other pieces of trauma work 
will build off of this. I want you now to hear Margaret's story. Margaret is someone that just like me had tried a number of other modalities and different things. And it wasn't until she came back and was able to create a felt sense of safety for herself when her life fell apart that she realized, ah, that stabilization, that had been the missing piece for her. She's now actually not only taken my 21-day journey, but she's actually become a mentor for my 21-day journey and gone through my mentor training program, helping lead other people through a 21-day journey. Let's listen to Margaret's story. Hi, my name is Margaret Gray, and I am from Melbourne in Australia. I thought I had my life together. I really did. I thought I had my life together in I was a mum, I had a career that I wanted, I was married, we just sold our house and we moved back into my family home whilst we were building something. And then I realised I didn't have it all together. I actually fell apart. Going back to my family home, I fell apart. I, I didn't understand why. I just, little bit by little bit, my world around me started to crumble. I was sexually abused when I was eight years old, but I didn't remember any of it. How can I have hidden that from myself for such a long time and not know? I, my memory is really, really limited. So I feel ripped off in that way that I don't have those memories that others have of their childhood, of their teenage years, of their, even showing up on my wedding day, I would say that I was disassociated. It was just like, I was, life was just following the motions. This is what I need to do now. So that's the step I'm going to take but not in a productive way, more in a safety way. But from that moment onwards, I was actually able to see how I could, why I didn't have the friendships that I wanted to have, why I didn't have the relationships that I wanted to have, why I never really went and sought excellence for want of a word. I'd always get to the edge of something and then walk away. Like relationships, people felt like they knew me I knew everything about them but they knew nothing about me and even like as with work it's it was like yeah I was cruising along really well had so many opportunities and I'd resign or I would no nah, I've done enough of that now and and just step just step aside so going on this journey of, that I have and it has unfolded, I now realise so much of it is foundational because I was never able to trust somebody. I couldn't trust my family because they swept it under the carpet. I couldn't trust myself because I, how can you trust yourself when you've let something like that happen to you? How do you, you, you think that I knew that person and he did this to me? How can you have trust in anything? How can you be vulnerable? So I tried to hold my world together by controlling every outcome. So controlling relationships, controlling my kids, controlling my husband at the time, controlling my bosses to the degree that bordering on manipulation, I suppose, to get what I wanted. And manipulation is a word that is not necessarily a nice word but when I look at my manipulation my manipulation was purely done out of 
protection for myself. I wanted to have control of my situations, wanted to have control of my environments because if I had control, then I was safe. I knew what was going to happen. And that was what my life was about. I had to always know what, what was going to happen. I had to know how, I just had to know how everything was going to pan out because I couldn't trust anything. I had to know, but you can't know everything in life. You just, you just can't. So control was a big one. That was probably how I came about there. So I did the naturopath. I did some hypnotherapy. I did some root cause therapy. I did past life regression. I have done acupuncture. I have done yoga. I have done dance. I feel like I had tried absolutely everything and I had, and they all did uncover one layer of the onion. But it was when I found Dr. Amy that I realized that that was the missing piece. The piece that I had never dealt with was the safety, was the I didn't understand that I didn't feel safe in the world. I, how could I not? My husband was a big, strong muscle man, and I now know that's why I picked him because I saw safety as being somebody to protect me externally. So I had picked him for that reason because he was quite a gruff type person, and I'm not that, but I picked him to keep me safe. I knew that I, and to this day, I know that no matter what, he would keep me and my kids safe or our kids safe, but that was not what it was. It was actually the internal safety. It was the, the emotional safety that I didn't have, that I, that I didn't understand. I actually didn't understand there was a difference. Dr. Amy has actually helped me. Real, that was the aha moment for me, the missing piece of the puzzle, was finding that safety internally. When I found the safety in Dr. Amy's language it, it, it enabled me to start exploring that a little bit more and showing up to her community gave me that external safety but to find the internal safety it was a really really slow gradual process it was just showing up every day for myself showed that I could trust myself, that I could start to let myself, my, let my guard down. And, and hearing other people's stories enabled me to see that I wasn't weird, that I wasn't alone, that I am not broken, that I don't need to hide because that was another big thing for me. I felt like I needed to hide I suppose that comes back from the little girl inside of me uh, to protect myself from my environment. And oh, actually it was something that really just came to mind then that's really interesting was I've always struggled with weight. I've never been excessively overweight. But whenever I get really quite healthy and just lose those couple of kilos, I start sabotaging myself. And I didn't realise why. It's because if I'm fat and I'm ugly, then nobody is going to look at me. If I don't have a voice and I don't use my voice, then I'm safe because nobody's going to come and assault me. Nobody's going to tell me that I should be, I should be seen and not heard. That's only been a relatively new aha moment because even to you know the last six months or so, I still struggle with my weight in terms of I get to a nice weight and I then actually start binge eating. And putting on, it was only a couple of kilos, so I was fortunate. I never put on a whole lot of weight, 
because I'd pull myself back up before it. But it was still a really big um, challenge, a really big struggle. But I now know why. It makes sense. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to keep yourself safe? Why wouldn't you not want to protect yourself from the big baddies of the world? But uh, I now know that I'm an adult. Um, my name is Margaret. I'm 55 years old. I am safe here. And I have got this thing called life, my life. I would never wish what I'd been through on anybody. My mess is my message. And my highlight has also been my hardship. But I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have taken the journey that I've taken because life is a journey. I wouldn't have taken the journey that I have. I wouldn't have found the resources that I have. I wouldn't have found the support that I've needed. I wouldn't be able to be the person that I am to show up for other people if I hadn't actually been been through this. And for that, I'm grateful. I would never want to go back to where I was, but I am grateful for what I did have, got what I did go through so that I can be the person that I am now and help others not go through that to the degree that I did. What I'm striving for is optimal health, optimal wellness, and to be the best person that I can be, whatever that is for me. And that continues to unfold because you get to a stage in your life where you think, okay, well, this is it. I'm just going to do this and then I'll be fine. And then it's like, oh no, there's more. So I don't have a ceiling. I don't have, I no longer have a ceiling. I have no idea what the future is going to hold. I know that when something doesn't feel right, that it's not right. And I will dig a little bit deeper to find out, okay, so it's, it's not right. Why is it not right? It's just really nice not to be disassociated and to actually be showing up in the world and not need to be in a bubble to actually experience life is really nice. And sometimes you can feel like you are, well, what, what do I do? Start with a 21-day journey because that is where I think that you can uncover a lot of things that you may not even be aware that you're hiding that you're not seeing that you you just literally unaware of it anybody who came into my my sphere now I would say to them to go and see a naturopath go and see an acupuncturist and come do a 21 day journey with me (laughs) that's what I'd say Mm, you know if you met Margaret now you would see that she is full of life she is truly present energetic and full of hope And what changed things for her? We go back to that finding a felt sense of safety in her body. We start by diving into our nervous system, learning how to stabilize our nervous system and actually truly feel safe, maybe for the first time. That is where we begin. If you are ready to take action, I invite you to take the next 21-day journey with me and learn how to create this felt sense of safety and see what will change in your life as a result. You know, there is so much waiting for us in life. We just need to know the first steps to take to addressing the stored trauma in our body. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I will see you next episode. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe. We definitely will learn, laugh, and sometimes cry together on this healing journey. And you won't want to miss an episode. Give my podcast five stars, share it with a friend or colleague. If you felt an impact as it truly helps get the word out and breaking the paradigm of how we do trauma work. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. 
Until then, this is your host, Dr. Amy, sending you lots of love.